Welcome back to another episode of Survivor Worldwide. Um, I've got Paul here with me, who's the latest victee of Survivor South Africa Immunity Island. Paul, how are you doing? I'm doing very good in yourself, Chris. Very good, thanks. I'm yeah. good. Um, now, I did ask you whereabouts you are sitting at the moment. Is it the green screen behind you there, or is that real leaves? No, these are these are real leaves. These are real leaves. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You <laughs> uh, you were you were hungry on the island and you're hungry off the island. You're still eating those leaves. Were you aware that um, people were getting annoyed with you on the island eating so much food, or was this something that was a surprise to you when you watched the episode? No, look, I, look, I, I was I was aware because you know people were vocal about it, you know. So, but uh, for me, it was like, hey, man, you know, I was, I was hungry, dog. I mean. Uh, uh, I put up a big fight in the challenges, so you know I need to reward my body. You know, yeah, yeah. And you, and you also, you're you're a strong physical man. You've got a lot of muscles, so I guess it's a it's a lot harder. You know, your muscles would want that nutrition when you're out on the island as well. I did want to ask you, Paul. Um, were you a fan of Survivor prior to playing it, or was this something that you just thought would be a cool experience for you to go on and and play the show? Look, I've always been a fan, like since I was a kid, and then I mean, I watched like two or three episodes. And then, and then I kind of just uh, when I started traveling and doing, you know, living life and things like that. Then I forgot about it. And then when I actually came back to South Africa, then we turned. My friend was like, "Oh, listen, dude, like when last you watched Survivor? This last season is it's, it's going up. It's just season seven, it's Rob season." And we watched it, and I was just like, "Actually, yeah. I need to enter this thing. Like, this is just too much drama. Like, I love this." <laughs> <laughs> and what was it like um, playing the game versus the expectation of what it would be like being out there actually doing it? Look, I, I definitely think it's easier to sit behind the screen and be like, oh, you know, I would do this, you know, because my friend messaged me like, oh, you could have done this. I said, you know, the best people, the best people who've never seen, who've never done it always have the greatest advice. You know, so I thought, yeah. actually, okay, let me actually just be this person and enter and see if I can get in, you know, and and it's and it's exactly like, I mean, you have these theories of like, oh, you know, are they really hungry and this and that, and it's 100% real, you know, like, when I got there, I was like, shit, these guys aren't playing around, like, this is real stuff, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we got that scene and I can't remember, I think it was episode two where you guys had to abandon the shelter and go into the cave to try and hide from the, the conditions out there. What was it like just surviving, I guess, with the cold and the, the rain and everything like that? You know, did you find that it was hard to adapt to it or yeah, what was that experience like? Uh, look, I can definitely say that that was it, it just hands down probably my, my favorite experience because... The reality is, I mean, cool. I mean, if it's raining outside, I say, oh, let me go stand out in the rain. And then you can always just decide to go back inside. Whereas there, it's like the only way you're getting out is if you actually quit. So you got to actually stick it out. So for me, it was like, okay, well, how far can you actually push yourself? And like how much actual discomfort can can one handle? And how much can I actually like until I'm like, actually, you know, I can't handle this anymore. So for me, it is a great learning experience to like figure out like, okay, like I can actually, I, I can do this. You know, I can, so it was phenomenal. <laughs> now, now, another thing as well is because we did see you, you know, you looked like you were quite at home out there on the island and you ended up building quite a few things around the shelter and you were a bit of a handyman. Is this a skill you've always had or is this something that you discovered out there on the island? 
No, look, I've, I've always been a very practical person. So in, in my years of traveling, I used to work at a summer camp and, and there it's like you consistently building thing with kids and making things, you know, so I wouldn't say I've never, uh, I mean, I've always wanted to go to scouts, but never went to scouts, but I've always like, you know, been a person that enjoys the outdoors and building forts and things. So for me, it was like, oh yes, I can actually get to try this thing out, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and early on, um, you know, we, we see an episode one there that um, you, you made very good friends with Chappies and Chappies was close to uh, Pinty. And, you know, how, how did that relationship sort of start between you and Chappies and I guess later on Pinty and Inesu that was brought into that? Um, and who were the other people that we didn't see on the screen that you tried to work with in those early days in, in the tribe? So I think uh, where Chappies and my relationship started was when, when we sat around the fire. I mean, if you see in the first night, we were literally sitting there next to each other, freezing and, and cold and stuff. So I think that's where that relationship started. And, you know, sitting around the fire and going through challenges, like realized that both of us are like, we, we kind of worked well together when it came to deciding on decisions and like working uh, with each other's strengths, you know? So, I mean, for him and I, we, we bonded actually quite well, not necessarily because we didn't, like, it was nice because there were moments where we didn't talk about the gameplay, but when we're sitting there fishing, we're actually chatting about life. And, 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 and I think like that was, that was where it bonded really well. I think um, I wouldn't say that there was any relationships that I built off screen because all the relationships that I had were my only relationship was with Chappies and, and that was the only one that I stuck with. And uh, yeah. But you did seem like quite a popular guy out there. You had someone from the opposing tribe who tried to form an alliance with you in the first episode. Were you aware that Dino was trying to word to you that he wanted to be sent to Immunity Island or was that whole scene quite a surprise for you when you saw it on the TV as well? It, it was quite a surprise because I was also like, hold on, dude, like, I'm not going to try and save you. Like, hold on, like, I'm not, I'm not trying to seem like a double agent on the first day. So I kind of just like ignore, well, I knew, well, I knew what he was trying to do, but I also thought to myself, okay, hold on, like, you've just won the immunity necklace. Like, I don't understand why you're worried, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I just kind of just, it went straight over my head. <laughs> and um, that, that that early stages when he was trying to point you towards the immunity idol, were you ever going to go for the immunity idol or did you just think, no, you didn't want that type of target on you early in the game? Look, in the beginning, so so when we actually collected the food, we did collect the food and then I actually did say to myself, actually not, the last 10 seconds, and it was like 10 seconds, ran and I ran all the way to the back and obviously as I'd run past, he had then told me. But because you're in such a hurry, you actually see me run right past that thing. But it was like on top of a pole. And when I saw it, I literally jumped up and grabbed it. But by that time, it was, it was too late. No, fair enough. And um, then the early stages, we see that there's quite a bit of you know strategizing happening when you guys go to your first trouble and you lose your first immunity to, to either get Mike out or uh, Pinty out. And eventually, Pinty is the person who gets voted out. And mm -hmm. I know that the fans went crazy on Twitter about this. And, and if I didn't ask the question, they would be coming for me. Um, you know, did you, Were you aware of where the votes were going to go on that night? And was your, your ultimate reason for wanting to about water that her cooking was really that bad uh what happened there talk us through a little bit of what we didn't see so so i think with that no no we we were aware uh that it was happening because anesu uh told us um in, in terms of like all the other surprises no 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 we didn't we, we didn't actually know and i guess 
like again it's like my alliance was only with chappies and I, and I stuck to that so there was information like i said that didn't touch my ears which i was perfectly happy with and um yeah you know um, at, at that point for me it it made logical sense that okay well you know it, what they usually say is well, i mean the common denominator if if everyone like dislikes you then i guess well you got to go with this vote you know um yeah, and then just remind me of that last part of the question. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, so, so your ultimate reason for voting for Wada was because of her cooking. Um, was that a valid reason for why you wanted to vote? Like, was it really that bad? Uh, so Wada. So for me, I was actually onto Wada about her strategic gameplay in terms of like being that maternal person in the tribe and things like that. Um, so I was actually also worrying, I was watching that. And then I think, I guess within the game, my mentality was that, mm, you know, we, we, we want to make her worried to, to know that, you know, she must get comfortable. And then also on the flip side, it, it was also a strategic move from our side because had, had Pinty somewhat had an idol, then we would need to, uh, we would need to somehow reel it back into our lines. We're like, look, well, Proofs in the pudding, we actually didn't vote for you. If we go and we check, you can see that we didn't vote for you. So then it would almost be a thing of like, okay, well, she knows who she can't trust and she knows who she can trust. I understand. And um, with the way that the tribe swap ultimately plays out here, you get swapped onto the tribe here with Warda, Santoni, um, obviously with your man Chappies, and with Mike and Carla. If you were with the other three that ended up landing on the opposing tribe, so if you ended up with Kiran, Tyson, and Anesu, would you say there was a more of a likelihood you would have worked with that faction opposed to the faction that ended up landing on your tribe? Or would it have been the same case where you just thought that, that you burned me once, I'm, I'm cutting all ties and I'm, I'm going to go in a different direction? No, probably, I probably, I definitely would have worked with them because, I mean, Anesu was, was part of our alliance and then she had then been aligned with, with Tyson and, uh, and Kieran. So I definitely would have, would have worked with them and I'm sure the outcome would have been very different. No, 100%. And um, to roll into the actual tribe that you landed on, you ended up with uh, Carla and Warada and Mike, who the three people that it seemed like you couldn't work things out with them. Um, was there a specific reason that you that you couldn't go back to them? Was it the way that you, like certain personalities just don't clash? Was there things that we didn't see or was it really because of the fact that they betrayed you? And as the episode showed, they try to get either yourself and Chappies out early on in the swap, was that ultimately that made you decide, no, listen, I've got to get rid of these guys? Yes, no, no, definitely, because, um, that, like, if you're watching the second episode, like, from the get-go, you know, Carla's already gunning for us, and then later down the line, she realized that, okay, this plan has actually backfired, because then Mike then call, call, um, call, call, calls a council meeting to then say, okay, look, we need to stick to our strategy and it was like okay but i don't understand like how one of your tribe members is going all around the corner ready to throw us under the bus but then now you actually want to reel us in because you realize that okay well these three members that you are willing to vote of one of their members is now on our side and now we want to vote them off so you know so it was like okay well it's a no-brainer because now they want to save their they want to save their three so we can reel their three in and we've got the majority votes and we can get rid of someone who we wanted to get rid of. And it was almost practically a doggy dog because, you know, it's like, had it turned, 
had it gone the way that they wanted to go, either me or Chappies would have gone home a lot sooner. Yeah. So then it's okay, well, now well, mm, can you really blame us for not trusting you when the minute you had the opportunity to, to go against us, you went all out? Yeah, and, and from from what I've seen in this episode, you end up saving Anella also in a smash um, in this vote because that's who the, that alliance was trying to target in this vote. And Anella then ends up giving you his word that he wouldn't vote against you. Um, and he kind of kept that until the end. Do you still see what he did as a betrayal or are you all good with Anella in regards to the fact that he never gave you the information that the vote was coming your way? Because in his mind, he thought, you know, if I don't vote against Paul and maybe Paul won't blame me because I gave him my word, but at the end of the day, he didn't give you any information to try and save yourself either. How are you feeling about Anella after seeing that? 100%. And I think also, if, 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 if you think about it, I mean, the, the, the nice thing about Survivor is that it's, it's all about planting a seed. So all I have to do is just plant a seed and then just let it grow. So now if I've planted a seed where, like, once again, you have one common enemy, then it's like, oh, well, actually, this guy's supposedly with Paul, but he's planted the seed, which means that he's willing to go against him. So then you let that actual seed grow and it grows on the other, on the other side. So if the blind side does come and he was the one who planted the seed, no one knows that it came from him. The, well, I don't know that it came from him because I, as far as I understand, as far as my mind is in the game, is that I know that there's people that want me out. So I'm expecting it to come from these people. But the seed is planted from someone within my alliance. Yes, and, and obviously someone that sort of worked very closely with you throughout, um, I guess through Chappies, that's who we see that relationship being formed with is Sintoni. And Sintoni is probably one of the people here that sort of turns the tables on you and works with the girls. Um, what was your relationship like with Sintoni and how shocked were you to find this out at a later stage after having worked with her on that previous vote? Look, I think, look, I wasn't, from the beginning, I always did have doubts about Santoni. You know, and, and, and I guess uh, the one doubt is that I knew that she, she, she couldn't keep her mouth shut. Well, she couldn't keep quiet or keep secrets and things like that. Um, so for me, I guess I got confidence in that. Well, I'm definitely going to find out somewhere or another, you know. And I guess it was, it was a great move on her, on her part to then say, okay, well, hmm, you know, I'm tired of being, you know, this ping pong ball that's going between Mike and Carla. And actually, you know, just remove the net straight down the middle and, uh, and pull the trigger. So, no, so I was nice. I was a little bit shocked, but it, it's a great move on her part because yeah. <laughs> 100%. Well, she's got, she's got, I guess she's got that close tie with Chappies as well. So removing you from the equation brings her in a little bit closer with Chappies, potentially, depending on how Chappies sees this betrayal. I'm really looking forward to the next episode to see how he bounces back from uh, losing you um, as his right-hand person in the game. Now, another thing that we sort of see at, at this episode is that there are certain times in the, the game where um, different people are saying that you're, you became quite, you know, um, confident, almost to the point of it being a little bit overconfident um, and running the camp and sort of uh, dictating things in the camp. How did you sort of take that, seeing that on the TV? And do you feel like that potentially was a downfall in your game that you started taking more control in camp and, and having a bigger voice? No, look, so, so I mean, regard, in regards to like me seeming overconfident, like, I mean, that's, that, that's, that's me. That's how I, that's how I do things. I like to play around. So my, my, my natural self, 
and your perception of me being overconfident are completely two different things, you know. Mm. And and I guess in this game, you always wanna you, you always wanna be on edge in terms of how people are acting and how they're actually behaving and things, you know. Because I'm sure if you ask Chappie, is what you think, he'd say, well, that's that's actually just poor. That's how he talks. The, you know, that that that's how I carry myself in making jokes and things. Um, yeah. So no, I, I wasn't. Too, I wasn't too bothered by it because I'm comfortable with myself. So <laughs> now, one 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 aspect of the game that you you really excelled on was the the challenge aspect. Even in this last challenge, you know, you're seen as someone that when you go out there to go get those big pieces, you're super fast getting out there, really good at rolling it back. And I guess even the thing you mentioned at the end there is that you would be re remembered as one of the most physically dominant people in the game. Um, I agree with that. Challenge-wise, you did an extremely good job. Um, what do you think went wrong in this specific challenge when it came to putting those puzzle pieces together? And how big of an effect was it ultimately? I know it was asked in Tribal Council to lose Sean, potentially an extra guy that could have helped with lifting those big pieces. Do you think that made a big difference out there when you were competing? Or, or what do you think went wrong if you had to dissect? You've had some time to think about it now. Um, and that challenge for you guys. Look, I def I, I definitely feel that it would have made a difference if we if we had Sean, purely on the basis that 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 they would have either then not have to sit out the well according to Zamba the the weaker members would have which 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 was Anesu and Terizo. Um, so it would have made a difference, especially with the guys in terms of like actually organizing and lifting the blocks and things. And then I think also, I mean, once again, like, you know, when, when shit hits the fan, it's like everybody's scrambling around. You're trying to do this, you're trying to do that, you know, and then at the same time, you, you're also taking tips from the other tribe. It's like, okay, these guys have got it. Okay. Let's actually steal an idea from them and then, and then put that into play. So. So, I mean, once again, it all boils down to like just being frantic and knowing that us, you know, we, we are down and we just got to try and work because, I mean, on, on their side, like everyone is involved in athletic on our side. Unfortunately, we don't have athletic. We, we didn't really have a, a, a full a, a, a athletic squad in terms of like being able to pick up the blocks and move things, now, which, which we understood. So we tried to use that to, to the best of our ability. And I think it just boiled down to just like, communication you know because the planning we planned this is the strategy and once the strategy came into play then things started changing because now that now we realize that we need to move faster but we can't move faster because we need to actually put things in place and put this here you know so yeah it was just <laughs> Yeah, hundred percent. And 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 sort of rolling it back a little bit since we touched on Sean here. Um, what was it like being out there with Sean having to get medical attention and things like that? Um, how much of an effect did that have on the morale of the of the camp? And you know, you get people here from the outside of the bubble coming in with masks and things like that. How how did that affect everybody in the camp? So I don't think I don't think it affected us that much. You know, I think more so for Sean because I mean like he mentions like he was struggling to breathe and things so I suppose like for him like that's also a concern I guess like naturally as a normal human being you'd want the guy to be okay but then on the flip side it's like well this is also a game and if this takes him out of the game this works for us it, it, it works in any player's favor yeah yeah is there anybody in the game that you played with that you're going to be staying in touch with afterwards 
Uh, I've definitely probably stay in touch with quite a few of the guys. I mean, I feel like, you know, I, I, I feel like outside of the game, when you don't have this mentality, then you can actually sit and, and get to know people. So for sure, Chappie's a few, a few of the Vuna members, I'm sure, you know, um, it, it, well, one day when, when I'm sure they bring us all together, you know, chat to some of the Zamba members and get, get to know those guys, you know, and just see, you know, what is going on, you know, and just, yeah, just see, see what they are outside of the game yeah so no hard feelings you know the game's the game and and you're happy to move on and and meet people at face value after that is what i'm hearing yeah 100 100 percent. i mean i can be picky and cheesy but 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 for, but for for the most part i mean you know i don't know i mean i mean if i don't know you it, it, it seems silly for me to now judge you based on a game you know yeah so, fair Fair enough. And and what's the, the I guess being out there? What's your favorite memory or the thing that you're going to keep with you forever? The thing that you enjoyed the most about playing the game? I think I would say the challenges. I would definitely say the challenges were were phenomenal. Just planning and realizing that okay, we only got a few minutes to plan, and then you got to try and you got to try and get this done. And then I think also those those downtimes of sitting around the fire. You know, either waiting for challenges to come through, or bowling in the shelter, and 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 chatting to and and chatting to chatting to your tribe mates about something other than game uh, gameplay. You know. Yeah, and 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 you know, as someone you mentioned, you've travelled quite a bit and you've gone around the world. What was it like to play Survivor in your own backyard, potentially in an area or a place that you've never been? I'm from South Africa originally as well, from Cape Town. Yeah. I've never been to the Wild Coast myself. So, what was it? I don't know if you've been there, but what was it like, sort of, to do this whole experience in your own backyard? No, look, I've never, I've, I've honestly never been there. And then, what, well, you know, once, uh, once I got back home, I mean, like, I realized, and I went and searched it, and then I was like, hold on, like, I've actually been to South Broome, which is around the corner from this place, and it, it was phenomenal because now these are landscapes that we actually don't know about that were just mm-hmm. like, yes, this is this is mind blowing. Uh, actually, there are these small little beautiful sections within the country that are just breathtaking. Now, if you were asked the question um, to go out there and play the game again, would you accept it? Would you go and play Survivor again? Definitely. I'd be there yesterday. <laughs> yeah. and, 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 and have you had time to think about what you would do differently? Look, that's, that's an interesting question here because now I suppose it's like you can't really say what you would do differently because as you get further on in the game, you, you, you revert back to your natural self. So it's hard to think of what you do differently. I think what I would definitely say is that I would listen to my gut because on that day when I was a little bit paranoid where I was going, like um, I, I, I sought to go and speak to the people that I could trust to then get the affirmation that, okay, no, no, this is not happening and you're just being paranoid for no reason. And had I stuck to my gut of like, no, there's definitely something going on and not, and not search uh, for, for some validation and like I'm being paranoid, uh, then I definitely think like it, it, it could have been a whole different, it could have turned out a whole lot differently for me. Okay, so what's next for you, Paul? Uh, is there anything that you are currently working on, passion projects, anything that you'd like to plug on here? Um, for instance, I'll put in your Instagram in the, the description below and anything else that you want me to sort of make people aware of. You know, this is your time to sort of mention it now. Yeah, so look, I mean, I did, I did look at come down with me. Come down with me looks like quite an interesting little show to, to jump on, you know. And I mean, if I'm going to judge what it is cooking, I might as well show people what I can actually do. You know? <laughs> <laughs> fair, uh, fair enough. 
Yeah, and then in terms of like passion projects, I think for me, like there's one or two apps that that, that I'm kind of trying to develop from from a from a schooling point of view uh, that I know don't exist in uh, in so well they don't well they're not actually that big this side. So I'd like to try and get those going in terms of like managing aftercare systems and schooling systems. Um, and then the other one, I can say it, but I can't say it because the minute I say it, like I know that it can be snatched up at any point, but it's more so got to do with in terms of like caregiving and, and just making it a lot easier for people, you know, to, to, to be able to get like first class healthcare, but you know, maybe at a discounted rate and, and, and things like that. Um, but yeah. So look out for that in the in the future. Um, you like I'll make sure to give you my email address if you want to break into the Australasian market. I actually work in the tech industry over here. That's my full time job. So if you ever want to break into this side, we'll talk afterwards. Um, but it's been great having you on the show, Paul. And um, you know, it's there has been no castaway I've spoken to this season that hasn't been great to talk to. And I'm always gutted to lose you guys every single week. But that is the nature of Survivor that we have to say goodbye to everybody. You know, one after each other, and only one person ultimately is going to win this game. Um, but I thank you for your time. And um, if you stay on the line for one second, I will talk to you afterwards to say how we'll share this. Guys, if you like this video, subscribe, hit the notification bell and like it. Um, and uh, keep following us as we keep recapping all of the Survivor South Africa Immunity Island uh, episodes. And also we will have exit interviews next week. We'll have an exit interview with the fifth person who will be voted out. Uh, who knows? Chappies might get his revenge. Uh, talk to you guys next time.